Hi there, Shalom. This is Hannah Nesher speaking to you from Voice for Israel Ministries. I haven't done a podcast in a little while, but I just felt that there was a message that God put on my heart today that is important. And, you know, I'm discovering the beauty of podcasts because here we are all here in lockdown, you know, in, in quarantine and isolation. And so, you know, we don't always um, want to dress up and put on our makeup and everything, do our hair, you know, for a nice video. So beauty podcast, you know, we can just share a message and, um, you know, with our pajamas on, not that I'm wearing my pajamas, but you know, we can. And so this ministry is called voice for Israel. So today I'm just a voice and, uh, podcasts can be really great because, uh, you can just listen to it while you're doing the dishes or, you know, whatever, just put it on and, and have something to listen to that's going to be uplifting and encouraging and inspiring and a blessing. And, and, you know, we're just putting all this free stuff out there. And I only ask for one thing and that's that you would share it, just share it with somebody, share it with somebody that you think um, this would bless them, you know, because I think that, you know, the word needs to go out the word to go out from Zion and the word of the Lord to go out there because we're living in uh, critical times right now. And, and I think that it's a time when many people are turning to the Lord for help because there isn't any man-made solution here and people want to turn back to the Lord. And so I pray that this will, will really bless you today. And it is uh, a message about hearing from the Lord. So um, it starts with this verse. It says, hear, O Israel, you know, hear, O Israel is Shema Yisrael. And this word Shema, it means listen, listen or hear. And it is like the greatest commandment. It's what we write in our little, on the little scroll in the little mezuzah that we put on the doorposts of our home. It is so important that we hear and hear the voice of God and follow him. And uh, I was reading this scripture. It's in Judges 21, 25. And it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And I think we're living in a day where a lot of people are just doing what they think is right, you know, and there's no true north. And true north is the word of God. That's what shows us really what is right. But many people just like um, Israel in ancient days, just doing what is right in their own eyes. And there's a lot of this right now. Just, you know, do what you think is right. Do what's in your heart. You know, and the question is, is there a king in Israel? You know, do we have a king? Yes. You know, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is king over all the earth. And we need to listen to his voice and follow him. And so... I just want to turn to Psalm 81 and here God is just really crying out to his people to say, listen to me. If you would only listen, have you ever had anybody that there, you know, they're going the wrong way, you know, they're doing the wrong things. And you just like, will you just listen to me, please? You know, and sometimes they go, you know, forget it. I don't want to listen to you. And then they, they, suffer the consequences. So God is saying this to, to his people. Verse eight, he says, hear, 
oh my people. And that word again is Shema. Shema Ami is Shema my people, my nation. And I will admonish you or correct you or rebuke you. Israel, if you would listen to me, there should be no foreign gods among you, nor shall you worship any foreign god. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So we are really now, right now, in the festival of Passover. It is Pesach. It is a week-long festival that we're celebrating the deliverance that God gave us from Egypt. He says, I am the Lord God who brought you out of Egypt. And so this is kind of a, a message for Passover. God is the one who brought us out of Egypt. And now we need to listen to what he has to say. He says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. God wants to fill our lives with good things, but we need to listen to him. And then he says, but my people would not heed my voice. Israel would have none of me. So I gave them up to the stubbornness of their heart to walk in their own counsel. You know, I think if we refuse to listen to God long enough, he'll just say, okay, okay, you, you want to go your own way, go your own way and see where that takes you. And I'm going to share with you just a few examples from my own wretched life <laughs> before I came to faith and came to listen to God and follow his ways to, you know, you can learn from my bad example. And God said this, if you will have none of me, you know, our hearts are stubborn. And if we walk in stubbornness, it says uh, stubbornness is like the sin of witchcraft. And if we walk in that stubbornness of heart long enough, God will say, okay, uh, I'll just give you over to your own stubborn heart. You can walk in your own counsel. But then he says, oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would walk in my ways. And I think that he could insert our name in there. Just put your name in there instead of Israel. Oh, that Miriam would walk in my ways. Oh, that Shmuel would walk in my ways. Your name, my name. Oh, that Hannah would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. So if we would just listen to God and follow him and follow his ways, he would defeat our enemies. He would deliver us. He would give us victory over our enemies. But the question is, will we listen to him or not? Because if we don't listen long enough, after so many warnings, he'll just let us go our own way. And this is kind of a scary thing, you know, when God decides to just leave us alone, right? Sometimes, you know, I've said, oh, God, just leave me alone, you know, stop working on me. But uh, that's the worst thing. That's the worst thing. Uh, if he just stops dealing with us and just lets us go our own way. just want to look at Proverbs chapter 1. So God is again saying to his people, turn at my rebuke, verse 23, and I'll pour out my spirit on you and I'll make my words known to you. But he says, but because I have called and you refused, I stretched out my hand, but no one regarded because you disdained, you hated, you despised all my counsel. You would have none of my rebuke there. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me, and they will not find me, because I hated knowledge, did not choose the fear 
of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they will eat the fruit of their own ways. And I think that there is a point where we come to the point of no return, where they come to the point where it says, he who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will be destroyed and without remedy. There comes to a place where if we're stubborn enough, if we refuse his counselor or other people's wise counsel long enough, then that will lead to destruction and there'll be no remedy. We've seen that over and over again in scripture and even in our own lives, in the lives of other people. But God wants us to have a good life. God wants to protect us and to guard us and to lead us in right paths. He says, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil, fear of evil. A lot of people living in fear today because of the coronavirus, because of this so-called pandemic. And there's a lot of fear. There's a pandemic of fear. But God says, if you'll listen to me, you will be secure without any fear of evil. We will dwell safely. So if we want to be safe, we need to listen to God. And if he corrects us, if he shows us something that needs to be changed, we need to listen to him. And in Proverbs 3, it says to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need wisdom and not to be wise in our own eyes. See, that's what it said about Israel. In their days, there was no king in Israel and everyone was doing what was right in his own eyes. And this is clearly telling us, don't just do what you think is right. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't lean on your own understanding because we only have a very limited understanding of this situation, but God sees it from heaven and he sees the end from the beginning and he knows all. And so we need to acknowledge him and lean on him and trust in him and commit every situation over to him and every decision over to him and to follow his word and his voice and what he says, not to be wise in our own eyes, but listen for God's voice. Yeshua said, my sheep hear my voice and a voice of a stranger they will not follow. So he is the good shepherd and the good shepherd is leading his sheep in right paths and guarding us. We are the sheep of his flock. He is the good shepherd and he guards us from the wolves and from all harm and he give, gave his life for us but we need to listen to his voice and not to follow the voice of a stranger because there's a lot of strange voices out there that will call out to us and try and lead us in the wrong direction all right so i i sometimes uh, think about when I was a young teenager and how I used to sit. I, I used to share an adjoining room with my older sister. I don't know if she'd remember this, but um, my older sister, Sherlana, she had one room. I had the other room in the basement. You know, when we got a little bit older, they moved us down to the basement to have our space there. And and there was an adjoining closet. There was this closet that went through. So, you know, my sister, she was older than me and, you know, more kind of, you know, she was already having phone calls from boys, that kind of stuff. And so I would sit in the closet with closet door closed. I would sit in the closet and try and listen in to her phone calls. 
because I wanted, I was just straining to hear what was going on because I wanted to hear what was going on. And I think this is how we need to really seek and, and strain to hear the voice of God. We desperately need to hear the voice of God right now. And God wants us to hear his voice. He's not going to make us really, uh, you know, strain for it through the, through a closed door of the closet. You know, he's, the door is open. The way is open. The veil is torn. We can come to that throne of grace and we can say, God, I just, I need to hear your voice. I need your guidance and your direction. You know, without God's guidance, we are so, so lost. We go our own way. We do what is right in our own eyes. We lean on our own understanding. We end up just miserable and broken and ruined. And I'm thinking about the time when I tried to drive without a GPS in Israel, okay? Driving in Israel is crazy, crazy, crazy. And I have inherited my dad's sense of direction, which is like zero to none, okay? Uh, when my dad was driving, when we were on traveling trips, he was always trying to turn off on the wrong roads. And I remember my mom was saying, saying, Bernie, don't turn, don't turn, you know? And he just has no sense of direction. Like if I go into the I'm like that. If I go into a doctor's office and they, they take me into the waiting room or the little room where you wait and you're for an x-ray or something like that, and I come out, I don't even know how to find my way back out to the waiting room, right? I'll probably walk into the closet or the bathroom. Just don't have a sense of direction. It's just just hard for me. I mean, my son has that. I have to take him everywhere with me, Avi, because otherwise I'd never find my car in the parking lot again. But you always know he's like a homing pigeon. He just knows, you know, finds his way. And, and so I trust in that. So we need, you know, the GPS, I call it a God positioning system. We need God's GPS, his, his positioning system to find our way. So I just thank God. Every time I get in the car, I put on GPS or Google Maps or Waze. And I find my way. It just tells me, turn here, go there, stay right, halfway around the circle. You know, I just follow it. I just follow it, and I find my way right to the house, right to the place where I'm going. But one time, my I was in a car crash, and my GPS broke. At that time, we we're just not using the internet, but using those little things that stuck onto your car with a suction cup, <coughs> and it broke. And so I didn't want to pay the 500 shekels to get another one, too cheap. So I decided to. I can follow the map. And I was driving from Tiberias back to Jerusalem, and I got so lost. Like, I got so lost. You try to uh, uh, follow the road signs in Israel, it is terrible. It is crazy. You just can't do it. And so I ended up just pulling over on the side of the highway and having a total meltdown. I cried. I screamed. I I didn't know. there were. I was just driving around highways and highways, and I was getting lost, and it was dark, and I didn't know how to go. I finally called my daughter and she talked her, her son-in-law, her husband, my son-in-law calmed me down and told me which way to take and which highway to get on. And, you know, after a cup of coffee and a little stop somewhere, we got back on the highway, we got home. So this is what it's like when we try to, to follow our own way instead of following God's ways. We've got no GPS. You know, it's called the Israeli uh, GPS called Waze, W-A-Z-E. It's even better than Google Maps. And this is, we have to follow the ways of God, W-A-Y-S. We have to follow his ways because otherwise we are so lost. You know, in Proverbs, 
chapter 3, verse 17, it talks about following wisdom. And it says we should not despise the chastening of the Lord or detest his correction because whoever the Lord loves, he corrects, just like a father, the son in whom he delights. So if 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 God is just won't deal with us anymore, you know, that's not a good sign. Just like if there's a father that won't correct his children or a mother who won't correct their, have you ever been with somebody that like the parents won't correct their children and you just feel like shaking them or just, you know, slapping them or something because it's just like, like correct your child, you know, <laughs> they're so like undisciplined and hitting everybody and screaming and everything. It's just like, don't you love this child? Don't you want this child to be grow up to be okay? You know, you got to correct them. You got to discipline them. It is important. It's a sign of love. And it says that if we follow wisdom, happy, blessed, ashray, adam, matzah, blessed is the man who finds wisdom. The man who gains understanding goes for women too. Okay, it says the, the proceeds are worth more than, than silver or gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. All the things that we desire cannot compare with her. Can you think about all the things you desire? When I think about all the things that I desire, and I've got lots, I've got lots of things that I desire right now. I could like list many of them. But it says that wisdom is worth more than anything that we desire. You know, whatever it is, if it's if it's riches, if it's a, a, a husband or a wife, if it's, uh, you know, health, if it's like to lose weight, what, whatever it is it, to be to be significant, to make a mark in the world, whatever it is, wisdom is worth more than all those things. It says length of days are in her right hand, so long life. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. So if we want to walk in pleasant, peaceful paths, we need wisdom. It says she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy or blessed are all those who retain her. We sing this every Shabbat. Eitz Chaim Chi. A tree of life is she. And so we are supposed to grab hold of wisdom and discretion, and it will provide all these things. And not only that, but keep us safe. It says you will walk safely in your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. How many people are like not able to sleep because they're afraid? It says you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror nor of trouble from the wicked one when it comes. Do not be afraid of the coronavirus. Do not be afraid of, of an epidemic or any kind of plague. It says, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So if we grab hold of wisdom, if we hear God's voice, we will have safety and security and peace. So, you know, we have this choice. We can either walk in our own way we can either either do what we think is right or we can walk in the ways of God. And how do we know the ways of God is through his word. I'll just give you a couple examples, okay? One example is about tithing. God's word says that we should give the first fruits of all of our increase. We should give the first 10% of all of our income to the work of the Lord. Okay? Our own understanding would say, well, if I give 10% away, if I give money away, I'm going to have less. Okay? But God's word says that if we give it away, we're going to have more. 
we're going to increase. We're going to be blessed. Our finances can be blessed. If we don't give it away, we're robbing God. We're cursed. We put ourselves under a curse. And so this is just one example of a way where we either follow God's way or we follow uh, our own way. Uh, another example is about Shabbat. It says that uh, to keep Shabbat and to keep it a holy day, and it's the seventh day. And our own understanding might say, well, I want to do whatever I want, or I want to, you know, it says, do not do your own pleasure on my holy day. Or I might say, well, you know, I have to work. I have to work on Shabbat because I need the money. But God's word says that if we'll keep Shabbat holy, it will go well with us and he will bless us. You know, in Jeremiah, in verses 21 to 23, it says, hallow the Sabbath day. Do not work on it. Keep it holy. And it says, but they would not obey. They would not incline their ear. They would not listen. They walked in stubbornness and they would not receive correction. So God wants to say to us, Shema Israel, hear, O Israel, listen. And the next lines are that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength. And the word says, if we love God, we will keep his commandments. You know, there's so much in the in the Bible about receiving correction. It says, he who hates Correction will die. If you love me, keep commandments. But he who hates correction will die. You know how we know if we're wise or a fool? It depends on whether or not, what, what is our attitude towards receiving correction? Because wise people love to be corrected. So they'll be even more wise. And fools, stupid people, hate correction. They hate to be corrected. They, they just hate that. It tells us don't try to correct a fool because they're just going to hate you for it and you're just going to hurt yourself. But if you rebuke a wise man, he will love you for it. And so, you know, receiving correction is so important. It could save our life, like literally save our life if we will receive correction. Remember that Balaam was going to uh, curse Israel and God sent his donkey, you know, God caused his donkey to stop him so that he would see the angel and the angel said, you're going the wrong way, you know, and thank God he listened and he received correction. In the end, he still went his own way and tried to come against Israel and he died. And so it's fools and rebels. And in Hebrew, it calls him a late son, which means a clown, a scorner. You know, they they really resent being corrected. Have you ever known anybody that they totally resent being corrected? You just, no matter how nice you try and do it, they just resent being corrected, you know? So what is our attitude towards correction or resentment? Or do we have resentment? Or are we happy that somebody loves us enough to tell us if we're going the wrong way? A fool just wants to do things their own way, and they hate when somebody tries to correct them. You know, why Why do we hate it? Why do we hate when somebody tries to correct us? It really comes down to pride. This pride can be stronghold in our life. It can be a generational stronghold. You know, we had stubborn parents and grandparents. I'm not saying I did, but we can. And, and that just becomes a generational stronghold, this pride in our life that doesn't want to listen. And we said stubbornness is like the sin of witchcraft. And we got to get rid of all pride. It says, Proverbs 11 says, when pride comes, there comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. Now I was thinking about the matzah 
of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, this unleavened bread. And we go through this ceremony where we clean all the leaven, all the yeast out of our homes before Passover because it's a symbolic act to to indicate the desire of our hearts that we want to be cleansed of all leaven. It's called chametz. And chametz in the New Testament is talking about this uh, the sin of pride that causes us to be puffed up, just like the yeast causes the bread to be puffed up. So we need to be a matzah, okay? We need to be more like a matzah, more like the unleavened bread without the sin of pride that puffs us up and makes us think that we know better. You know, I think we all have examples of people who wouldn't listen to correction and went the wrong way. When I was a teenager, I went into rebellion. I didn't listen to my parents. I didn't listen to God. And that led to a life of despair, of getting into alcohol and partying and sexual immorality. And it led to abortions and divorce and depression and just absolute despair. And this happens to many people, especially during the teenage years, but it can happen at any time. And it can also lead to death. Uh, Teenagers or anyone really that um, won't listen to correction, won't listen to their parents, gets into drugs, can actually lead to death. So we need to listen. We, We need to listen to people who love us and want to correct us. We need to listen to God. Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things. It is desperately wicked. So the advice of the world to follow your own heart is just not right. We can't just follow our own heart or we will be led astray. You know, it's it's really interesting that in the Proverbs, the Proverbs is so full of wisdom. You want wisdom? Just read one proverb for every day of the month and keep reading it over and over and over again. So every uh, month you're going to read the Proverbs. And I tell you, it never grows old. It never grows old. I've been doing it for I don't know how long, like a decade. And and there's always something in there that God's word is alive in it and it speaks to us. And so in Proverbs 8, it's talking again about wisdom. It says to seek wisdom because wisdom is actually crying out for to us. And it says, talking about wisdom, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor and enduring riches and righteousness. I will cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasuries. And it says, whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Whoever sins against me wrongs his own soul. Those who hate me love death. So if we hate wisdom, if we will not seek for God's wisdom, we are it's going to lead to death. And the world says, follow your own heart. And the world, there's, there's these two voices. Proverbs 9, this is so interesting because it's talking about wisdom. And wisdom has built her house. And then it says, it shows us these two voices that say the exact same thing. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. Come to me. Okay. And the voice of wisdom is saying, whoever is simple, let him turn in here. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. A little farther down, you see another woman. It is a foolish woman. And she is saying the same thing. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. So the wise woman and the foolish woman, these are like symbolic, like types. They're 
it's not really talking about a woman. It's talking about these two voices that are calling out to us. One is the voice of wisdom. The other is the voice of foolishness. And they're both saying, hey, come to me. I've got the answers. But look what happens to those who turn into the voice of foolishness. It says her guests are in the depths of hell. Sheol in Hebrew. And this is Old Testament. We don't talk a lot about hell. We don't talk a lot about Sheol, but it is in our Hebrew scriptures. You know, the the voice of the, I think the this is the voice of, of the world that is calling to us. It says, I know the way, I know the right thing. Listen to me, you know, and, and this is the voice that says, you know, hey, just uh, follow your own heart. When really what we need to do is follow God and his word. You know, it says you can just choose your own gender. And God says he made us male and female. It says that homosexuality is, is just an alternative lifestyle. But God says it's an abomination. The, the, the world says, well, if somebody does you wrong, just pay them back. And the word of God says, forgive. Do not repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. And so we have these two voices always calling out to us. Come here, whoever is simple, come here. I've got the answers. And... We need to listen to the voice of wisdom. And I just want to end with this prayer. Lord, help us to hear your voice. Help us to forgive us, Lord, for going our own way and leaning on our own understanding. We want to hear your voice. Yeshua, you're the good shepherd. We want to follow your ways. We want to follow your word. Lord, we love you. We want to keep your commandments. We don't want to follow the ways of the world. We want to follow you. In the name of Yeshua, open the our ears that we can hear your voice and cleanse us of this pride that makes us fools and doesn't want to listen to correction. Give us wise counsel, Lord, and help us to listen to it and help us to love correction that we can be even more wise, that we will walk in paths of pleasantness and peace in Yeshua's name. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing